Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card, issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. Real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. This is Star Talk Cosmic Queries Edition. This particular edition, I, I'm kind of tired of naming them other things, and I think maybe uh, Chuck, my co-host, hello. Uh, the idea came up. Maybe we should call these Office Hours. Office Hours. <laughs> hmm. And just to get a little academic flavor be, back in it. Yeah, right on. Okay, we, let, let's experiment with that. It's Cosmic Queries Office Hours Office Edition. Office Hours. Yes, <laughs> let's do that. Right, Chuck. Hey, man, have you? Good to be here. Always. You've been in Aruba for nine days. Yes, my friend. I was in Aruba for nine glorious days. You're sporting a nice tan. And that, thank you. I've been working <laughs> on this tan for nine days and forty years. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I have to tell you, after yeah. nine days in Aruba, uh, and I do not mean this in an unpatriotic way at all. I hate America. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Please. America has some beat. We got some beaches. We do have some nice beaches. Yeah. I've been to a few nice beaches here in the, in the States, but I got to tell you, that Eagle Beach, when they call it the second nicest beach in the world, yeah. they're not lying. Really? I mean, the sand is just the right but You can like the beach without hating America. What's that? You can like the beach without hating America. Yes, but it increases my love for the beach when I actually <laughs> juxtapose it against my hate for my own country. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which, by the way, people do not write me. I love this country. This is the best country on the face of the earth. Even when I don't agree with what this country is doing, I still love it. Okay? So, and all of you need to take a lesson from that. Okay? Do people write to you about that? Okay. Yeah, people write to me. Like, people write. People get very upset. They feel as though somehow we're being political on this show. Uh-huh. And and, you know, I write them back because I know for a fact, whether it's you or Bill Nye, mm-hmm. and I've met many of your colleagues, uh-huh. that you, and especially you and Bill, you are not seeking a political bent. You are not seeking to deliver a political message Ever. It is always about critical thought. It is always about the truth. It is always about the science. That is what it's all. And it's always about educating people or getting people to become curious for themselves so that they go find out for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. 
That works. Yeah. And so, like, it really pisses me off <laughs> when people write and say, oh, I like this show before you guys got all political. Just because you don't agree with the science. Well, so it reminds me of the, the moniker that uh, Harry Truman had. They called him, give him hell, Harry. Give him hell, Harry, yeah. So, Harry, why are you always giving people hell? And he said, no, I just give them the truth. Right. They think it's hell. Right. There you go. <laughs> I like that. I just give them the truth. They think it's hell. There so you, you got a question for me. What do you have? Yes, I do. Office hours are open. Office hours are now open. They okay. I kind of feel like, what is it, Charlie Brown, when he used to go see Lucy and see the doctor is in? Oh, yeah. Oh, flip the sign over. <laughs> flip okay. Flip the sign over. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, uh, we've got uh, our, our queries from all across the internet, and we always start with a Patreon patron question. Because we are that low. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> no shame in this game, baby. Okay. Give, us the, give us some money. We'll I don't know if I'll ever get over this fact. No, but okay. Give us some you, money. We'll you, do if you, you support want. the show, you get your question That's up first. Right. You give us some we'll money. Go to the front of the line. We we will be your science whore. <laughs> okay. That was too much, Chuck. Take it down a notch. All right, here we go. This is Kyle Yoakum from Patreon who says this. Kyle Yoakum, good name. Yeah, that's a pretty good name. Mm-hmm. And he spelled it phonetically for me. So, you know, which you didn't have. He to... knows you need help. That's well, good. It's so true. It's like, don't F this one up, yeah, Chuck. That's right. Okay. So he goes, my name is pronounced Kyle Yoakum. And I, oh, I should do it a different way. My name is pronounced Kyle Yoakum. And I'm from Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay, Tennessee. You got it. He says, it seems statistically impossible for life not to exist elsewhere in the universe, but I try to consider all the possibilities to keep an open mind. If we were able to look throughout all the visible cosmos planets by planet and found no life at all, given our current understanding of the universe, what might be our best scientific explanation for why we would be alone? That I, So, first, let me reaffirm the statistical unlikelihood of that before I then comment on what happens if it's true. All right. Keep in mind that if life only began yesterday on Earth, mm-hmm. it would have taken four and a half billion years for that to happen. Okay. That's a lot of time. A lot of time. It, would make, it would be pretty clear that whatever it is we call life was hard to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay? Nature was struggling for billions of years. Right. But that's not what actually happened. We have the ingredients of life on Earth, hydrogen, oxygen, carbon, nitrogen, other, and they're all here on Earth as they are everywhere else in the universe, mm-hmm. practically everywhere else in the universe. Right. These are the most common ingredients out there, one for one. Number one ingredient in the universe is hydrogen. Okay. Number one element in life on Earth is hydrogen. Okay. Number two in the universe is helium, but it's chemically inert, can't use it. Right. So put that aside. You can breathe it. Right. It's great for parties. Yeah, great for parties. But, yeah. but it, it, you don't interact with it chemically. It's good for YouTube Co- videos. <laughs> so next in the universe is oxygen. Right. It's the next most abundant element in life on Earth. And then oxygen and the hydrogen come together as water. Right. Okay. And you will also find hydrogen and oxygen in other molecules. But we're mostly water by weight. Okay. Next is carbon. We're carbon-based life. Right. And so carbon is next in order in life. It is next in order in the universe. So these ingredients for life on Earth are everywhere. Right. And so the recipe for this is actually the universe itself. The universe itself. Okay. The universe itself. Now, so you have the ingredients. Now you need conditions. Right. Okay. So whatever were the conditions on the early Earth... You, you, we have to ask, were they unique in the galaxy or are they approximately repeated elsewhere? In our current catalogs, we, we have rising through one or two dozen planets in the Goldilocks zone of their host star. 
Right. As are we on Earth. Right. So right. you have all the base ingredients, and in the tiny little blip of the universe we have explored in Search for Planets, mm-hmm. we have found one or two dozen planets in their Goldilocks zone. So now you ask, how long would it take? So you look on Earth, and the evidence, and recent evidence shows, we have possible signatures of life on Earth as early as 4.2 billion years ago. Okay. Earth only began four and a half billion years ago. Right. So, but let's even pull that in, because that was very recent data, and maybe it'll be overturned. Before that, the best evidence puts it at 3.8 to 4 billion years. That means... Earth was around for like a half a billion years, then there was life. Then something happened. And something happened. Right. All by itself. There it is. Right. The ingredients, the, the, the time. And the conditions. And the conditions, and it's not billions of years, it's half a billion years. Right. So however much challenge we have creating life in the laboratory from simple organic molecules, nature managed to do it all by itself. Right. Okay. So hence the statistical unlikelihood of it. But if we go around and search every single planet in the galaxy, mm-hmm. which is more realistic than the whole universe. Yes. Are we going to travel between galaxies? We don't know how to do that yet. Right. We, we ain't there yet. Right. But our whole galaxy still, and there's no other life, that would force us to look back to Earth and ask, was there something truly unusual mm-hmm. that happened on Earth? Our star isn't odd. No. The location of our planet, the mass of our planet, the fact that there's water, the fact that none of that is, so we'd have to find something that was unusual to right. enable it happen here and then have it happen nowhere else. Alien DNA. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> oh, <go ahead. laughs> Which of course uh, negates the entire supposition of well, this, no, even of if this whole case, question. Right. It means it came from somewhere else. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. But no, but then if it came from aliens, we'd find the aliens. You have to find the aliens, right. Yes. That's why I said it negates the supposition of the entire exactly. question. Exactly. Exactly. Go ahead. So that would so science would then turn to wondering right. what would be sort of uniquely it would have to be a one in a billion, well, however many pl- no uh, planets are out there. It would have to be so rare that it would have happened one in that many planets. Right. Okay, so let's say there's you know 10 billion planets. Right. It would be, be one in 10 billion chance of something happening right. on Earth. And but, but, but the same thing is, like you said, all of those planets have the same building blocks yes. that we do. Yes. Yes. So what could that one thing be? Yeah. No, we don't. That's what I'm saying. We don't. Science would have to turn to then try to answer that question. Oh, I got you. That's what it would be. I got you. Yeah, that's all. So we would just have right. So you would have to isolate that one difference. And it's very hard to come up with a strong idea about how and why something is when you only have one example of it. Right. So it's kind of like when the scientist goes into the laboratory and he's looking for the recipe for superhuman strength. And then all of a sudden, a small dog enters the laboratory and knocks over all the ingredients. And they come together in a little slurry and they start sparkling. And he falls down and slips in it. And then he gets up and he's a superhero. There you go. That's the only. That's, that's a one the, in a that's hundred the one billion in, thing. Hundred a billion. That's the thing. <laughs> and, and may I add, that is how the Powerpuff Girls were made. <laughs> Are you for real? Yes. Awesome. Yes. So there's a. The, By the way, so, so you know the Powerpuff Girls, which I love. Powerpuff love. Girls. You got to love me some Powerpuff Girls. I did not know their origin story. Oh, you don't know the origin story. I did not, oh, but I do love so, the Powerpuff so, Girls because I have I have a daughter okay, so, and a younger daughter. So there's the father who's yes. a scientist. Who's a scientist he's in the lab? Right. He's in his basement in the lab. Okay. And he's trying to mix these ingredients to create the perfect children. Really? Right? The perfect girls. And so he mixes together sugar, 
spice, spice, and everything nice. Okay. And as he stirs it, there's an accident in the lab, and Chemical X pours into this ingredient. <laughs> and then there's an explosion, right. and out come three adorable little girls right. with superpowers. With superpowers. <laughs> I had no idea. Chemical X, the power Chemical girl. Chemical X is the power Oh, that's yeah. cool. So that's, what, that's your scenario. So yeah, that is my scenario. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. All right. Well, there you have it, buddy. Kyle, that's so, it. So here's just, let me just add, because you know where he's going with that, yes, right? Yes, of course. So, so you might ask, will there be something that will compel scientists to say, oh, God did it? Okay. Well, yes. Because this is, you know, fundamental. Like, right. many religions would assert that Earth is the purpose of the universe and, and the life on Earth, human life on Earth, is the object of God's affection right. anywhere in the universe. Okay. Right. So I can tell you that. Um, we, that, I don't know how quickly anyone would start thinking that, mm -hmm. but what I can say is that if life on earth were divinely created okay, and somehow we're forced to that conclusion, okay, it does not force us to any other divine conclusion. Right. Okay. Right. It, it, Right? That would be the extent of what you could conclude. Exactly. Because exactly. you would be able to now isolate the fact that this is indeed a creation. Right. However, what you cannot do is infer from that creation the intentions of that creator. Intentions or all the tracks that people have put forth right. that, according to their respective religions, was divinely revealed. Exactly. That you must behave this way and right. worship on this day right. and eat this food right. and don't eat that food right. and treat each other this way right. and not the other way. Right. All of this is sort of the, the packaging of modern religion, or ancient religions as well as modern religions, right. that are not required by the scientist who might be who might land there if, in fact, Earth is the only place with life in the universe. Right. Well, once again, as a scientist, what you would do now is you would have to say, now I need definitive proof that I am supposed to act this way or eat this okay, So we need other kinds of evidence. I need, evi right. I need other evidence. Right, exactly. So now that the evidence has actually said, yes, we are, this is the one thing, we are the, 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 the uh, ingredient X, the chemical, chemical X. X. <laughs> chemical X is God. By the way, you'd have to also add the fact, right? also add the fact, and right. I, I, I posted this during the Super Bowl, where if the football field is a timeline mm -hmm. of the universe, right. where one goal line is the Big Bang, and modern day is the other goal line, then the thickness, the width, the thickness of a blade of turf in, a far, in the far end zone equals the time from cavemen to modern day. Holy crap. Okay. So if, according to the Catholic Church, which accepts evolution but asserts that at some point God breathed a soul yeah, he did something into to primates right, and exactly. that would make us humans distinct from other primates, mm -hmm. that would have happened somewhere in, the in that blade of, grass. blade of grass. So my point is, if you're going to say God created the universe and created humans in his image, mm -hmm. which is what one might find in Christianity, it's, it would be kind of hard to account. And we're the only life in the universe, such that. It would be hard to say well, what... What is all that other stuff for? What? Or what's what? <laughs> you, you got the whole rest of the timeline, right? If really all this was created for us, why do we miss out on four billion? You know, on on thirteen, 13 billion, billion years of cosmic years. history, right? 
Why, why, why do you wait so long? Right. I mean, these, these would be sensible questions that philosophers would ask. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, well, yeah. And the answer would be because he hasn't, there is no time for him. And so it's no big deal, no matter how long. You got the answer already. Yeah. The answer is there's no time for okay. God because he is from everlasting to everlasting. Therefore, time and space exists within him. Oh. So he does not have to worry about time or space because all those things exist inside you of him. your catechism hat on. <laughs> <He's going. laughs> preacher, preacher. Man, go for it. Listen, I know all this stuff. You know, uh, go for it. He got the explanation. Yeah, that, that would be the explanation. Yeah. You know, so. But what I would say, you can flip it and say, uh, if your religion requires that human life is the only life and is the purpose of creation, right? And we do find other life. Will you abandon your religion? Right now, that's a very good question. Right, right. that's that's just flips the table. Yeah, what does that do to the right. person who believes? Or you find an alien species smarter than we are, right? Who can just completely manipulate us and put us in a zoo for their entertainment? Do they now become God. Well, so depending on what powers they exhibit, if they don't have the powers that your God and your religion assert, mm -hmm. then you can't then directly say that they're God. Or if they look really different from us, right? We're not in God's. We're not image. God's image, right? Right, and it's very. But that's funny. Yeah. Right. So just just to be fair in that. Right. And that rotisserie there. That's, I got you. Yeah, I got right. you. Ah, no, that's good stuff, man. That's good almost, stuff. almost a whole segment on that one. I okay. know we did. And yeah. you know what? But guess what? It was really good. I mean, because right. Kyle, that's a great question. And uh, yeah. quite frankly, uh, I, I found it fascinating because uh, you, you had your preacher hat on there. And listen, these are the things that people the, people think about this stuff I know. all the I know. time. And to great peril for the most part, there's a lot of people who this becomes confusing. And then that confusion leads to Anger. You only really have conflict when you are so certain of your religious beliefs right. and so certain that everyone else is wrong in their religious beliefs and right. then you take arms against them. Yeah. And see, I believe that that comes out of uh, just the opposite, to be honest. It comes out of um, the opposite sentiment. If you know for a fact you have the truth then yeah, you can fact. rest easy in that truth. Well, you should be able to, you'd think. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and, it, and you'd fear nothing. Chuck, <laughs> you just ate up like the last two minutes of this. We can't even get another question. How about, why don't you tease the question? What's the next okay, question? Okay, so that's what right. we'll do. We will tease the question. And so this is what Michael Ranger from Twitter would like to know. <laughs> What's the deal with space dust? Is it dust? Is it gas? Is it rocks? What's the deal? Good question. Yeah. We will get to... When we come back to Star Talk Cosmic Queries Office Hours yeah. edition. <laughs> All right, catch you in a minute. Working moms have way too many to do's. Switch to HR Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with their no surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. You know what shouldn't feel like rocket science? Planning a vacation your whole crew will love. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. Paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Key in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. 
The fun continues on ship, from a ride on bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at the Cloud Nine Spa. Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family-style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. Whatever your vibe is, you'll come home with plenty of stories to tell. So pack those bags, be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like Carnival. Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com. Ships Registry, The Bahamas and Panama. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any of you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. We're back on Star Talk. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist. If you didn't otherwise know by now, I also serve as the director of New York City's Hayden Planetarium, which is part of the American Museum of Natural History. Chuck Nice, tweeting at Chuck Nice Comic. Yes, sir. Thank you. Nice. Yes, I am. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so this is this is uh, Cosmic Queries Office Hours. Office edition. Hours. We're just trying to rebrand it. We'll yeah. see if that flies. Yeah, we'll see what get happens. A little, get a little sign. All right, put it out right, there. Right, right. right. Office Hours. Get one made. Mm -hmm. yeah. The doctor is in, and okay. you are the good doctor. Mm -hmm. So let's move back to our queries in the form of a we, we, we question that we one at the end did, of the last segment. Right? What was it? Yeah. And it was from Michael Ranger, and he mm -hmm. said, What's the deal with space dust? Is it dust? Is it rocks? What's the deal? It's really Jerry Seinfeld. It's really Jerry Seinfeld uh, coming to us in the form of Michael Ranger. So, dust in the universe has a very specific meaning. Okay. So, if you look at clouds between the stars, these are the things that make up some of the most beautiful photographs that you've ever seen from space, mm -hmm. especially via the Hubble telescope. Uh, so, those gas clouds. Some are sloughed off from stars. Others are stellar nurseries ready to hatch newborn stars deep within. Mm -hmm. uh, so get, so the, it's what we call it the interstellar medium. And it can be in a gaseous state right. with just gas atoms and gas molecules, hydrogen, nitrogen, oxygen, this sort of thing. They can make molecules in the form of carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, um, Hydrogen makes a molecule with itself, yeah. H2, we call it. Um, stuck up hydrogen. <laughs> stuck sticking up. with itself. Yeah. Well, it's not the only one. Nitrogen binds with itself to yeah. make N2, oxygen. So that's, we're not alone in this. Right. So if the gas cloud is dense enough, there'll be pockets of it where the molecules come together and make really big molecules. Okay. Really, really, really big things. Right. And when you have a place where really, really big molecules come together, mm -hmm. they, it behaves differently 
in the transmission of light from behind it to in front of it. Okay. It absorbs light in a way that turns the light red. And so we call it reddening. <laughs> reddening. Nice. <laughs> turns it red. It's called reddening, right? Okay, gotcha. Right. So, so only when it becomes large enough to do that do we then call it dust. That's all. So when it gets... Okay, I got you. So these clumps of molecules that come together, to, once they do that. Huge, huge, huge things, right. Once they do that. Once they do that, that's when it's dust. When you have enough of that to affect the optics of the cloud, right. then we call that dust. Gotcha. And it reddens stars behind them. And so we used to think that certain stars were only red because they were behind these gas clouds. And then we learned about this phenomenon uh, in the 20th century, by the way. So it's relatively modern discovery given the history of astronomy. And so... So when we say, when I say, we are stardust, mm -hmm. it is a figuratively and literally true thing because you're not going to form stars and planets until these molecules, these atoms become molecules, the molecules become dust, and out of this dust cloud do you condense the planets. Nice. Okay, but now, a little bit of a loosey-goosey there okay. because typically when you form a planet, stuff heats up again. Right. And it can get so hot that it breaks apart all the dust molecules. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Because heat will destroy big molecules. Right. So, so it's, when I say we are stardust, the dust didn't stay intact before it became us. Then it would be supremely poetically true. Right. But um, nonetheless, the, the gas clouds that make star systems, they start out as dust. And so that's why I feel comfortable saying that. So but if the, you want to take me to the limit, I'll then give you that full explanation. Right. As so, you just did. Right, right, yes. So the dust itself is is really on a molecular level. It's not the dust that we think of when we see oh, dust. It's way smaller. Yeah, it's not the dust there. that we see like when you on a when a shaft of light is coming through a window in your home and you see these little part, particulates floating yeah, it, in the it air. It's smaller than that. It's right. much smaller right. than right. that. And the, and it's molecules it's molecules coming together. And by the way, there are ways that molecules stick together that don't involve complete up atomic uh, uh, electronic bonds. Okay. So when two atoms come together, they're sharing or exchanging electrons. Right. So that's an electronic uh, uh, bond. And then when you get really big, you can have molecules attached together just because their shapes fit. Right. Or just because there's something. I found you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't believe we fit together like this, girl. Oh. <laughs> so there are other ways that you can stick molecules together. I gotcha. And it's when that begins to happen, that's when you get that's when you, you get, get the these dust. phenomena. Oh man, that's so cool. Dust. All right. Dust Who knew the there was so much in dust? Oh, by the way, in the very early universe, before we made, before the stars made the heavy elements like right. carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, mm -hmm. the Earth, the universe was born with hydrogen and helium primarily. Okay. All the rest came later in stars. Gotcha. Okay. In the early universe, when they had gas clouds, there would not have been dust because you need all those other atoms to build up and make dust. There you go. The early universe tends to be rather dust free. Nice. Yes. Right. Yeah. So we were much cleaner. <laughs> much cleaner back in the day, we're baby. Freshly born. Yes, we we're freshly born. Mm, got that new universe smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very cool question, right. Michael Ranger. All right, let's what move. Else you got? Let's move on. Office hours are open. Office hours are still open. For the universe. All right, here we go. Gaetano Marone wants to know this. Thanks for that name, by the way. <laughs> Freaking hate your parents. Um, <laughs> uh, so he wants to know this. Says, uh, does time 
expand the same way and for the same reason as space. So that's a great question. Yes. Okay, time is a coordinate. Right. All the other coordinates are stretching out. Why can't time? Can't time. Why not? Right. So we don't have evidence of this. It would have been kind of cool if that were the case. Okay. We just don't have evidence of it. And so what would the evidence be? When we look out to space, we see things not as they are, but as they once were. Okay. Because it takes time for light to reach us. That's the way my wife looks at me. <laughs> as you I, once as were. As I am, but as I once was. <laughs> Thank you, baby. <laughs> Please don't ever see me as I am now. <sighs> so, so it means if there's anything that was affected by time being compressed in the past okay. relative to today, it would manifest in the physical phenomenon that we observe. Okay. Okay, so maybe things would happen faster. Right. If time is compressed. Okay. So one second today is stretched out, one second back then is tight. Right. If, if you want to put it that what, way. Yeah, right. want to put it that way. That way. So you look back then, no, things are not happening faster. Right. Things are not, everything is still working then the way it works now. Okay. The closest we've gotten to this is a research paper that I happen to be co-author on, Woo. the lead author of whom ended up getting the Nobel Prize. For, what? Which was a piece of a much larger research project mm-hmm. um, that he did. His name is Brian Schmidt. So he headed a team that discovered that the universe was expanding faster than it should have, mm-hmm. that it shouldn't be, and that was the, the co-discovery of dark energy. Right. Accelerating universe. Accelerating universe. And this paper was early work that all came together in his big project to study what exploding stars are doing nearby and far away. So what we have in that paper, the very first measurement ever, is an exploding star far away mm-hmm. and an exploding star nearby. Okay. They should, according to other, uh, other re- for other reasons, be exactly the same in how fast they get bright and how fast they become dim again. Okay. The star blew up. Right. You can measure this. Right. It, it was just a regular star, got bright, then it started getting dimmer again. Okay. We know what that should look like. And because we've modeled it. Okay. So now we look at the one far away and it doesn't match. We say, how come it doesn't match? Oh my gosh. Is it a different kind of exploding star? Then you invoke Einstein's general theory of relativity mm-hmm. to show that since that light has been traveling long ago, the universe has expanded. Mm hmm. So that time intervals of when stuff happened has been stretched out over that time in the time it took to reach us. Mm-hmm. If you take that what we call light curve, invoke Einstein's relativity on it, it stretches to what it needs to be and then it matches exactly the nearby exploding star. In other words, the universe really is expanding. Okay. And the ticks on a clock gets stretched out while it is moving through the expanding universe. That's wow. the Wow. Holy okay. crap. Yes. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. That's insane. That's what's throwing down. So that's what's going down. Right. But the event itself, we have no reason to presume it happened at any different rate than nearby. Right. Everything we understand about an expanding universe says this is what will happen to that signal en route. Right. And that's why you need relativity to apply to that. Yeah, otherwise, you have no handle on the Yeah, universe. you wouldn't be able to say. Right. 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 Wow. Just be mysterious things going on. Exactly. Right. 
Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we were quite proud of that result. The first time, now it's just a routine thing. What, a, what, a, what an understatement. You know, you know, we were quite proud of no. that. <laughs> no, but now it's, it's a routine thing. I well, mean, yeah, you, you just yeah. say, oh, the, the light curve doesn't fit. Um, let's see what it needs to be for being at that distance. And then it, it, you do that, and then it fits exactly. It fits perfectly. Every single time. Just fits exactly. Wow. Yeah. That, that is really... And now, you could, you could assert... That time was different then, uh-huh. and it didn't change on route here. Okay. Okay. But I would then say, I would say, uh, because the universe is expanding, we expect that to happen. Okay. So, and when it does happen, we're not then looking for other explanations. Gotcha. If we did that in science, you'd be. Well, yeah, you never do. You never go from any place you, you never are. Go any place where you right. know. Right, right. You stay right there, just looking for other different things that it could be. And it could be when what you have is a perfectly it's, fine right. explanation. already working. It works experimentally and theoretically. Right. Generally, when you have that agreement, you move on. Right. Yeah. Wow, man, that was a great question. Okay. Hey, get Gatano, Gatano Marone. That was a really. I want you to apologize to Gatano's mother. I'm I'm sorry, Miss Gatano Marone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just because you have a simple, boring name, this is doesn't true. mean everyone else has to. I, so you have to. So you don't mess up reading their names. Yeah. Well, Mrs. Marone, your scion is uh, quite profound, and we appreciate uh, their question. All right. All right. Let's get to uh, Jet. Jet. Kusanji. Uh, Where do they say? Where they did it? Yeah, tweeting, that? tweeting to us from at the Fury. At the, wait, at Jet the Fury. At the Fury. Okay. Jet the Fury. How cool is that? Do you think if in the past scientists weren't always portrayed as evil, the public would be less? anti-science yes and i mean like in the movies and television the scientist is always the bad guy yes next question (laughs) (laughs) i should have saved that for the lightning round okay so so first of all the scientists were not i don't think that's the biggest problem with the portrayal of scientists historically really because there were maybe a third of those scientists were not evil okay were co-opted by an evil genius Right. Or an evil uh, uh, ne'er-do-good-doer. Right, or whatever right. ne'er do ne'er do thank right. you. So, for example, in, in the old Superman television series, right. there was always some scientist that was helping the criminal do their work, but was, didn't really want to. That's true. Right? A lot of times the scientist was an unwilling participant. Unwilling participant. True. That was even the case in Back to the Future. That is true. Yes. Where the, 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 the Libyan terrorist wanted Doc right. to make a bomb out of the plutonium. Right. Okay. And he just wanted the money for his research, so he double-crossed them. Well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so, as any good scientist should do, if, right. you're, if you're given money to make a bomb by right. terrorists, right? right? Exactly. Uh, now, who else did that is, of course, um, Iron Man. That is correct. He uh, denounced. No, no. He they want him to make a bomb. Right, yeah. So I'm making a bomb. Get out of here. Right, and, he right. made a suit. and then he made a suit. He escaped right. with it. But that was a little bit more for uh, self preservation. <laughs> he needed that suit to get out of there. You know. But then even after that, he was like, I don't want to make weapons anymore. Yeah. I want to do something good with this power source I right, discovered. Right. Exactly. So so um, so my issue with the portrayal of scientists is not that they were more than half the time shown as evil or evil geniuses. Okay. It's that they were never shown to be completely human in all 
emotional dimensions. That is true. They're very one-dimensional characters. Yes. And it was like, Doc, is the world going to end or not? And you go behind the lab table, and they got the lab coat on and the wire hair, and they say, well, it, it, uh, the, the interaction of the thing, whatever. Oh, give me it in English, Doc. Right. And then someone else translated it, and that's all you see of the Doc? That's all you that's see. That's all you see, right. That's all you see. You come in, and you leave. Right. The first, the first attempt to flesh out doctors that I know of and that I have seen was in CSI. Okay. Which portrayed scientifically literate, trained people uh-huh. as beautiful people you might want to be. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, and they were all hot. They're good looking. Good looking. A, right. smart. Right. B, right. they have fully fleshed out characters. They fall in love. Right. They have jealousy. They have kids. They're right. married. Right. They divorce. Then they become real people like any other character that storytellers have been sharing with us. Nice. That, I, for me, was the transition that was most important. Right. And yeah. now make them evil or happy. Who cares? And that, Well, now, now you see more developed scientific characters in everything. 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 Everything, everything. yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, that's cool, man. Yes. That's very, very cool. Well, there you go. You're out of time in that yeah. segment. At the Jet Fury, there's a question. So yeah, all there's right. your answer. When we come back, we'll do more of the uh, Office Hours segment of Cosmic Queries. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You saw the potential, and through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Star Talk, Cosmic Queries, Neil deGrasse Tyson here. This is the Office Hours edition, which is just what we've called, you know, Pope Cosmic Pope Queries, Potpourri, Potpourri, or Galactic Gumbo. Gumbo, that was a good one, Galactic Gumbo. Get out of 
So <laughs> maybe we should take a fan vote to see what yeah. they want to call it. It's not a bad idea. Kind of lean into the gumbo, but office hours is so natural and so quaint. And I used to hold office hours when yeah. I was like teaching. So it's just you're there, you, you know. And it's like it's like selling lemonade. Right. You're not chasing after people. Right. It's just there. That's funny. And you either show up or you don't. But wait, you you t- I didn't know you taught. What 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 what? I did not know that. Of course I did. Oh. I taught for years and years. That's got to be weird. There are people out there who is like, that guy used to be my teacher. Yes, yes. Yeah, they're out there. That's so, cool. There's a, there's a larger set that were out there for classes uh, that I TA'd for. I was a teaching assistant okay. while, while you were a graduate student. Right. And there's thousands of students from that era. Right. And then afterwards, uh, then I teach... Yeah, I taught uh, intro astronomy and some advanced. You must classes. have been very good, and I'll tell you why. Because with the notoriety that you now hold, which is famed for for doing bad things, by the way. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Notoriety. Well, notorious. notorious. Let me tell you something. I'm notorious. I'm just telling you. According to three vocabulary word separate sources, yes. you are the second famous scientist of all time from three different separate sources you're the you're the second most famous scientist in all of scientific history okay the first but and, and it's i would list like copernicus and no. newton and galileo because you're a scientist darwin but, and, and einstein and feynman okay but and see stephen hawking okay. and see you democritus we're talking about america though here man See, you, a, all those people jack. you just mentioned, you got to read. <laughs> <laughs> to know about them. You got to read. So in a random sample, I got to tell you, in a random sample. Just look at TV. So also, too, in a random sampling, what's going to happen is whatever's the first person that pops into your head right. is who you're going to say. Right, of course. Okay? Rather, so I understand what you're saying. Like, right. oh, Einstein, clearly, I get it. Right. But no, if you just were to stop somebody on the street, the first thing that's going to pop into their head is the person that they're most familiar with. Most in their face. Right. right. And so, according to the to the surveys, it's um, Carl Sagan, mm-hmm. you, and then Stephen Hawking. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So well, good. Good for Carl Sagan. The boy's been dead for twenty years. And yeah, well, he's still, keep, he's still he's still keeping it going. But you know what? It's, it it goes to show you the power of media, though, mm-hmm. because most people know Carl Sagan because they know him from seeing him on television and seeing him on the Tonight Having Show. Seen him billions and, and, and billions, billions of times. Billions. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is, you have to mortalize the turtleneck. Right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Nobody wore it better. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> But what I'm saying is you have to have been a really great teacher. And the reason is, with being as notable as you are, there there would be a plethora of people on the internet going, yeah, I had that guy as a teacher. Oh. He f- I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> my God, I'm sorry. He he freaking sucked. Do oh, you understand me? Okay. It There's come, no way. It come back in your face. Right? There's no way you could be as ever-present as you are in this, with the media presence that you have yeah. and have been a bad teacher because it would be too many opportunities for people to go on social media, yeah. to go on all different kinds of platforms and say, oh, I had that dude as a teacher. He sucked. Right. And, not one, and that's not out there at all. No, it's not. So you had to be great. Okay, well. That's that, thanks for those uh, brilliant deductions. <laughs> but I'm still saying notorious means you are 
famous for doing something bad. That's okay, right. I know what those. From, I, well, thank you for no, no, no. I mean, no, 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 I mean, no, no notoriety <laughs> comes from notorious. Notorious, correct. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, but no, so uh, that's great. You used to be a teacher. Yeah, yeah. Probably cool. there are probably five or six thousand students out there who were my former students. Cool. Yeah. I graded their homework and their exams and everything. Oh yeah, Dude, that is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you didn't I know this. I did not know that. I oh, wonder no. if I wonder if these people like kept their papers now. Oh. Like, I, I got an A plus from Neil deGrasse Tyson. I don't know that I signed them though, right? Oh, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Because yeah, my see my teacher signed mine, but it was with a note that said, "Please come and see me." <laughs> you see me, Mrs. Crabapple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> see the Something must be done about your Go son. To the principal immediately. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have? Office hours. What do you have? All right, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Jessica Schaffner from Facebook. And Jessica says this. How can the average consumer of news know which sources are the most reliable? Taking it a step further, how can we find sources that are unbiased and reliable? So now the only reason I ask that is because as a scientist, I know that you have a um, a discipline, as I'll call it, uh, for all information, yeah, because I know word. all scientists do. So it's a know, good word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so all right. Uh, there's no way escaping this. Okay. If you want to be, if you want to be insulated from complete charlatans out there okay. creating websites that are either outright fake mm-hmm. or websites they think are true but if you knew anything about the physical universe you would know that they were not so there's no other way around this science literacy is an inoculation against the claims made by others where they would be exploiting your ignorance of the laws of nature mm-hmm. against you in their favor right okay so 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 your education, your base of education matters here. Hmm. But of course, many people, <laughs> the catch-22 is you want to get educated from the internet. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so uh, in the days when you learn via books, there were editors at publishing houses, and publishing houses had integrity, and they had- um, Standards. Standards. <laughs> right. And you had to get through- a copy editor, a content editor, a final editor, the editor-in-chief. Mm-hmm. All of my early writings had these kinds of filters. And I would take it on my purposely take it to colleagues of mine who, who would give it a fresh look because I'm writing about science. If it's their expertise and I'm stepping a little bit out of my expertise, they might have insights that I don't have. So you have to recognize the possibility that you could be wrong right. at all times. Okay. Only then do you then seek out uh, supporting or conflicting information that you then have to sift through. All right. So I would say short of curricula in the school system having a new branch called how to be internet savvy. Right. That's something we need. Right. Which is not there. School system still views us as empty vessels where they pry open your head and pour in information. Mm-hmm. And then they stitch it back up and say, now go go forth. Go forth. Go forth, right. so, go forth young Frankenstein. Yeah, just, so. <laughs> okay. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never gets old, I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> Frankenstein. So... 
uh, what am I saying? You keep, how, how am I'm I supposed, sorry. How am I so supposed to stay on track? So instead of stitching your head up and sitting, you go forth. Go forth. Right. Okay, so, so in there, the curriculum has to have added elements that, that basically is a, is a BS detector. Right. A, a bologna sandwich detector. There you go. So in there, you invoke. You say, all right, um, does this website have something to gain by having me read their content, mm-hmm. are they trying to sell me something? Mm-hmm. Are they or th- that? Um, generally, people who are highly educated mm-hmm. are sort of less susceptible to things that would exploit ignorance. Because right. when you're educated, you have less ignorance. Right. right? That's why the, the, there's a wider base from which to work. Exactly. You have a wider base of information from which to work. So you're a little better protected. So if you're going to choose a website. I would lean towards. I would lean towards .edu websites. Ah, many universities. Nice. Whole courses are online. Look at that. Whole courses are online now Dude. on all manner of topics. This is good stuff. Okay, and now I don't know if you can be a .edu, obviously, which stands for education site, and then not be a, an educational institution. All right, I don't know, but check track institutions. Right. Especially the big ones, UC Berkeley, MIT, right. um, just the University of California system, the um, you know University of Minnesota, University of Chicago. These huge places tend to have a lot of courses mm-hmm. and a lot of professors who are eager to put their stuff online. Gotcha. And I've brushed up on many a topic mm-hmm. just by looking at somebody's course curriculum wow. that they were teaching. So yeah, that's great. So, that's so, a great. Ex- I've never even considered that, that. Would be content. Nice. Then stay with the edu. Then look at political commentary there. Right. Look at the political science classes because they'll be more likely to compare and contrast right. rather than to try to get you to do one thing or another. Right. Okay. So you might say, "Oh, but wait a minute." Uh, academia is a bastion of liberal right. whatever. You might say that, but don't confuse, don't confuse knowing what is true with that which happens to be true conflicting with your political philosophy. Right. These are two different issues. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So just I want to make that clear. Okay. Okay. We gotta go. We gotta go. Lightning round. Lightning round. Let's do it. Okay. What do you have? Okay. Here we go. Wait. Wait. Next after dot. Coms, I mean, dot, uh, edus EDU? would be dot .orgs. .org. Right. Okay. Museums are dot .orgs, for example. Okay. And other things like that. Okay. Let's find out. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Lightning round. Carrie uh, uh, Bailey coming us to uh, from Twitter says, how ill-prepared is Earth for an intergalactic space war such as in the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pissed off that, you know... Uh, in my day, superheroes would stop the criminals in the street. Right. Make your life safer. Exactly. Now, they're all just fighting each other. Yes. Why, I don't, why, and why do they got to come to Earth to fight each other? Find yeah. some other damn planet. Well, you know, that's because we have a better special effects now. That's why. <laughs> that's why that happened. Because, Back in the day, they had to just fight in the street. There, but now we can knock down whole buildings. Yeah, and that's why they always come to New York. Why are you fighting in my city? Right. You never see the Avengers fight in Iowa. Because <laughs> there ain't nothing to knock down. Oh, oh. They destroyed four cornfields. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, but yeah, have you, have you fight on some other damn planet right. or do it in the Mojave Desert. But stay out of my streets. There you go. New York, all right? So, no, we're not prepared. Direct them to the fighting zones. (laughs) (laughs) 
us. Fight somewhere in, Sib- in the Siberian tundra. Whatever. Right. So, no, we're not prepared for this. No. Okay, okay there you go. Go. Anthony Fisher from Facebook would like to know if you could ask an ET, an extraterrestrial intelligence, just three questions, what would they be? One, please help us save us from ourselves. Okay. That's question one. Question one. Question two, I would pull out a periodic table of elements and a few other pictographic uh, aspects of our scientific discovery. Okay. And say, how does this match with what you guys have found in this universe? Mm-hmm. Because if they speak any language, it's going to be science and math, not French or English. Even though the Bible was written in English. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your, your point of communication is going to need to be something mathematical or scientific. Okay. Contrary to what was part of the, the story message in the film, Arrival. Right. Where they needed an anthropological linguist. It's like, no, that ain't how that would go down. Right. Yeah. Okay. They flew here in a spaceship that's floating over your thing. Right. We're not, they, yeah. It ain't hieroglyphics. It <laughs> ain't going to be hieroglyphics. Right. 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 There's some science at work there. Right. right. Exactly. Let's, get that, let's right. get that figured out. Uh, third question um, might be, have they uh, figured out the origin of life? And the and the origin of the you know what was around before the universe. Oh, nice! Of our biggest outstanding questions. Hey. That's what I would do. All right. Then I take him to lunch. All right. <laughs> Give him a beer. If, See wait. if they tell. Yeah, yeah, uh, say, what if you are lunch? <laughs> <laughs> take him to a bar and see what more they more what more they'll d- divulge there under the go. influence. Okay. Hey, Time for like one last question. Okay, go. Uh, uh, Daichion VX nine wants to know this. Um, is sufficiently advanced tech is indistinguishable indistinguishable from magic. What future tech will look like magic to us today? Ooh. Good question, Ooh. dude. No, no, so person. I can't answer that, but what I will answer is uh-huh. let us take your smartphone. Okay. Okay. Today's smartphone right. was magic 11 years ago. That's pretty true, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's why, what? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You could do that? What? You could find grandma's house? What? You could what? It's got GPS oh in God. it? Porn right in my hand? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh my God. Okay. And you got, you'd have all of Beethoven's symphonies right there, the entire, right. every religious text in the world right yeah. there. Right. If it takes up too much space, just delete it, right? People would, I, I, I think about what I would show Isaac Newton and what would make his head explode. Mm-hmm. So that is, I think, the best example that we have today that in our own lifetimes would have been viewed as magic, just complete outright magic. There you go. Another one is, have you seen the extremely thin, uh, flat, but curved panel TV? Oh, God, yes. It's like like, like a sixteenth of an inch. Oh, God, they're beautiful. You look behind and say, where's this guy? How are you doing this? damn television. Where's the how? So so 10 years ago, that would have been magic. As we're lifting 100-pound flat panels, trying to connect them onto uh, mounting brackets. Right. So so I like thinking what today was magic 10 years ago, and there's a lot. So, yeah, I just, I think uh, investments in SciTech, We'll keep that going. And on my deathbed, one of the things I will regret was not being alive just another 10 years more to see what the next thing will be. What the next will, thing will be. be. What the next thing will be. Nice. Chuck, we got to call it a quits here. All right. All right. You, uh, Chuck, nice. Always Thank good you. to have you, man. Always a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thanks for coming back from Aruba <laughs> from your vacation of nine days. Didn't want to do it. <laughs> next time you're going to call in your next, your next thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Aruba. I ain't coming back, so deal with it. Honey, I'm never coming home. <laughs>
you've been watching, perhaps, but more likely listening to Star Talk Cosmic Queries Office Hours Edition. I've been your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Until next time, keep looking up. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.